since I couldn't get a guest on this week, then I guess I just have to go with the flow and some followers and get a little party going and uh, just do some recaps of the entire week of Buckeye stuff. So, hey, and I think it's pretty cool that like the one other person that didn't download the app is actually called or just took the time to hop on here and listen. So, What's going on, Dale? I mean, I don't know if you've been on here before, but I know you sent me a message on Instagram earlier and stuff, but I'm not sure if you've been on. Yeah, let's talk, bro. You got to hit that unmute button, bro. My bad. My bad. <laughs> what's, what's up, dude? Have you, have you yeah, been no, on before? I was, uh, I was in here a few weeks ago before finals. But yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I was. I saw the the draft message about um it being tonight, so I was like, you know what? Why not finish the finals, join in, see what's going on? Yeah, for sure, dude. I'm just I'm trying to field and see who else is gonna hop on and join. You know, I made a couple Instagram posts, and mm-hmm. you know, I got I got a lot of the same people hopping on, a lot of the the big supporters that uh, like to hop on and just likes to talk and stuff. I think it's a pretty fun concept. I think that um getting together on Sunday with a bunch of like Buckeye fans and stuff and just talking about Ohio state stuff. I think it's pretty fun. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm kind of glad I got moved to a little after nine because I was watching the lacrosse game and, uh, you know, over TTUN good win. <laughs> a little okay, close so in the end, but you know, it's good to Ohio see. state, Ohio state won. Yeah. The lacrosse game. What was the score? I know we're pretty good in lacrosse uh, this year, right? It was almost a collapse in the end, but it did end 14 to 12. I think lacrosse is crazy. I mean, it's it's essentially like a like a field hockey type of game. Yeah, yeah. But it just seems like a pretty difficult game to play. Honestly, I mean, um, I think it takes a lot of coordination to play um, mm-hmm. play lacrosse. I don't know if you played lacrosse or anything, but no, watching, no. <laughs> yeah, watching it on TV and stuff just seems like it's a pretty complex sport to play. Like it takes a lot of coordination to play it. Yeah, it's it always. Like I have, I have friends in high school who played lacrosse, and it always amazed me, like how able, how well they were able to handle like ball control with sticks and all that. Oh yeah, for sure. I took I took some notes down because I kind of just wanted to, uh, I wanted to not only cover the draft in this episode, but I also wanted to cover just a few things that went down this week in um, Ohio State, um, kind of like Ohio State sports and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess the first thing I wanted to go over with everybody was transfer portal news in terms of either football, basketball, who left, who joined. Because I know tonight we got some big news on Ohio State gaining uh, West Virginia guard Sean McNeil. Um, I looked up his stats, and Sean McNeil is actually uh, a pretty good player. He averaged twelve point two points, and uh, people on Instagram said he's an absolute like sniper. So I think he's going to be a huge pickup for the team. Yeah, seeing him average, you know, twelve point, I, it was like one or one, twelve point one or twelve point two over. I think it was sixty one games. Like that's that's. I mean, it's not an amazing average, but to have that consistent average over so many games is incredibly impressive. Yeah, and that's in the Big Twelve too. So I mean, he's mm-hmm. not playing though. Like a lot of people think that the true fresh, not true freshman, but the the player we got transferred in from for Bob Bryant or where wherever he played Bryant, maybe the point Holden. Yeah, Holden, I think they're like yeah. expecting him to have a drop-off because of where he played, right? So, obviously, the conference that he played in, he's probably going to have a drop-off because of the talent he's going to be playing. I think he's still going to be really good and probably most likely a day-one starter. But, um, yeah, but 
I'm saying Sean McNeil played in the Big 12, so he's already mm-hmm. played against top-level opponents. So I don't think there's going to be much of a drop-off, if any, with Sean McNeil. And I've, I've thought about that drop-off, too. And I actually I watched his um, his game against, I think it was Gonzaga, because they were the right state, I think. They were the 16th seed in the tournament. Yeah. So they played right state because – or um, Gonzaga or someone like that. Because right Tanner state, Holden, right state, yeah. Yeah. Tanner Holden's from my mom's hometown. So crazy cool seeing him in the tournament. And uh, he, I think he dropped like 20 points or something like that. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah, I mean – Yeah, you know, he's that, going that off. major pickup for Ohio State in the offseason because – Guard play has been one of the most suspect aspects of our game the past few years. Yep. Um, we just haven't had that player. So with Bruce Thornton coming in, and then he's probably going to back up um, back up Tanner Holden. So I'm, I'm excited for sure for Ohio State basketball next year. Plus, with the news that we got of um, uh, <laughs> uh, Seth Towns coming back, that was huge. And I guess I've seen some stuff on Twitter today about um, Malachi Branham, I mean, he's most likely gone, but there's stuff saying that he's really just testing the waters, you know? So he might get a feel that, like, hey, maybe I should come back and play one more year. So there's a very slight, slim chance that maybe Malachi can come back. And I'd say that if Malachi came back, I think we'd be better than we were for sure last year. Um, mm-hmm. And if he doesn't come back, I would say that we're pretty much on par. Maybe we still might be better than we were last year, in my opinion. I think we'll be a more complete team this year or this next next season coming up rather than just like two-dimensional with either EJ Liddell or Malachi Branham scoring all the points, you know? Yeah, no, it's um, it was a little rough last year because I was I was at both of the, uh, the, the uh, Ohio State-Michigan games. And the first one was great in Chrysler. Yeah, their man. Fans were, their fans were walking out. With like five minutes left, it was great to see. Yeah, but, then, we, um, then we lose to yeah, them without without their best player. So and like you know, Arns was playing well in that second game, but I mean, he was hitting a few threes. But the streaky, the streak with Arns where he would play well and then not, and then you know, other players doing their part sometimes it just always wasn't enough. If you know, EJ wasn't scoring thirty or Malachi wasn't stepping up. Well. I don't think there was really like no offense because I don't like to talk down on these guys, but yeah, no, I, think I, you, I mean no disrespect for them. Yeah, at all. when you they're when all you, great. Yeah, when you played Ohio State, I think you're held to a higher standard. So a lot of people yeah. were very like underwhelming last year. So um, mm-hmm. Justin Arns being a senior, you would think that he would be a better player, right? He's a catch and shoot type of player, but a lot of times yeah. he's standing there not wanting to shoot, right? We don't want him handling the ball because you see what happens when he tried to be a primary ball handler. The dude literally would turn the ball over every single yeah, time. Yeah, that's, that's what happened in that Michigan game. I, but uh, had the shot. It really wasn't him being streaky. It was just him, honestly, just sucking last year. No offense, but uh, he would average like maybe one one three-pointer a game, maybe. Um, yeah, it was rough. I think he had maybe a few games where he had like a couple of them, like 12 points or something. But other than that, it wasn't like anything where – we're writing home about. And then Michi Johnson transferred. Same thing. I don't think we're taking any type of loss with that transfer. No. I mean, he didn't really contribute much last year. He was he was great in his first two games, but after he got hurt and, you know, with all that, he didn't really contribute much. No, not at all. I mean, against um, – what was the game? The, what was the game early on where he hit that – Long three, and we pretty much. Won oh, that. it was um, it was in, it was right after that bad Florida. Maybe it, no, it was right <laughs> after the bad Seton Hall. Seton Hall, yes, and Seton Hall yeah, turned out to like, be 
and they fell off a little bit at the end. But, yeah, that was the biggest play that he made all season. And as a guard, you shouldn't be settling for three-pointers every time, right? Make a play. Yeah, so. that was, that was a very deep three. I think it was, I think it was from the logo at half court. For sure. And other transfer news, though, or uh, transfer portal news, I guess, Noel Potter entered the transfer portal, uh, defensive mm-hmm. end. His brother played at Ohio State for basketball, ended up transferring to Wisconsin, where I seen somebody on Twitter say uh, when Micah Potter transferred out of Ohio State, oh, it turned out like to be a good thing for him. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, I feel like his what he brought to Wisconsin, he was doing the same thing at Ohio State. So I don't see any major thing with Micah Potter where he just turned into some crazy good player at um, Wisconsin when he was doing the same thing at Wisconsin he was doing at Ohio State. So I thought that was weird. Um, but Noah Potter, I don't, I don't really know how to, what to say about that. I mean, we he didn't really get much of a chance, right? He was, a, I think he's yeah. a sophomore this year. Uh, mm-hmm. He got injured, I think, last season. Um, but I wish him luck. Maybe he might transfer to Wisconsin. He might end up playing Ohio State, terrorizing <laughs> us. So I don't. Know. Let's hope not. I um, hope he does well in every game that's not against Ohio. State. If he transfers way. there, for if sure. If he transfers there, yeah. Um. I have Sam Wiglu. I don't even know how to say the dude's last name, but he was a, a wide receiver. He caught a few passes in the spring game a couple weeks ago, and I guess he's transferring out. Don't know where he's going yet. Um, I don't really know much about him. I think he was like one of those guys that's been at Ohio State for a while, but just can't crack the crack the rotation at all because of yeah. the we have. I think he was. I think he was a four. I think he was a senior walk on maybe. Something like that. There. He's been there for a while, but I, I'm glad to see him. You know go somewhere and you know we'll hopefully get a scholarship somewhere and, and play it'd be really mm-hmm. cool to, it's really cool to see those kinds of stories develop yeah for sure i'd love to see him like freaking succeed and anywhere he goes i'd love to see him do well and then as a ohio state fan you know he played at ohio state for what four years where he was yeah. at ohio state so i mean we're, we're always going to claim him regardless so if he has a crazy breakout season we'll be like yeah buck i made man that's <laughs> other fans might not be happy about that but you know yeah, I don't know, but um, I guess I, I guess this one was earlier in the week where Jacoby Cowan decided he was going to transfer. Um, I think he was like a defensive lineman or something. Um, I felt like he was going to be pretty good, I think. Um, I don't really know if he did much last season. I don't really remember a whole lot, but I feel like he was going to end up being a pretty good player at Ohio State. Let's see. And then the news of Bryson Shaw. He went to USC. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, With good Grinch. for yeah, good for yeah. him. I mean, he went where he went to the coach that pretty much recruited him to be at Ohio State, and he knew things weren't going to work out at Ohio State. He knew that he was going to he, he was getting pushed out of the rotation, rightfully so, because there's a lot of young talent in that locker room. And instead of playing favoritism like last season, we're, yeah. we're going yeah. off a of straight up talent. So, um, no offense to Bryson Shaw. Like I said, I wish nothing but the best for him. Hopefully, he's really good at USC because out there in the Pac-12, I don't think. The defenses are no. as I don't even know <laughs> not as like crazy as what we would expect at Ohio State. So I think he can have a really good season next season at USC. Yeah, no, I hope he does great. I remember that one pick that he had um, against Cade in the uh, the game. It didn't oh, yeah. end the way we all wanted it to, but it was still it was a really it was a really nice play. Yeah, I think his, we were his... all surprised to see that it was Bryson Shaw with the pick. And that was a huge play in that game, too, because it was kind of it was. like... Uh, it was pretty close at that point. Yeah, it would, that would have been probably a touchdown if he wasn't in position to make that play, and he kind of just yeah. made the play, and that was just huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still ended up getting blown out in that game, but whatever. We don't, we don't want to talk about that game. No, no. Whatever. 
Um, Blondie, Blondie pisses me off. Yeah, I don't. Nothing about yeah. that game that makes no. me happy. You know, I mean, it was a depressing day because I watched that game before I had to go to work, so I had to go to work all upset and shit. So I mean, it's just yeah. one of those things. Let's just get them next season, and it never happened. I mean, to them, it's going to be a forever thing. We could win the next ten, and they'll be like, "Oh, remember back in two thousand twelve or two thousand twenty-two? We beat you guys." And like. Yeah, okay, buddy, shut the fuck up. I mean, if, if they're still bringing up wins from, you know, leather helmet days now, then this one will live for the next 100 years, even if we win the next 99 or 100. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. I think, I think like, a lot of stuff on Twitter is going around, too, like, about, the, like, these spring games and stuff, like how they're like, mm-hmm. oh, Oklahoma sold out their spring game, and USC had, like, 20,000 people. I'm like, in my head, I think USC is going to be better than Oklahoma this year. I'd say if you put them head-to-head on paper, I think that – USC wins that game. Um, I don't even know who freaking Oklahoma has at quarterback or anything right now. So I honestly don't know who would. Like, Didn't who, both of them transfer? They did. They both transferred. Right, so I don't know right. who the hell they have at quarterback. So just because you sold out a spring game, I mean, where, what the hell are you hyping up your team for? Because Baker Mayfield got a fucking statue or something, or they wanted to represent. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> fucking they had nice weather, and they sold out their spring game. We usually sell out our spring game, and – for the first time in how many years we didn't sell out our spring game because it was, I don't want to blame, blame the weather, but Ohio State fans don't need to sell out a spring game to know what the hell the team is going to be about next season. So I don't, that's yeah. ridiculous. Um, I don't know what former Ohio State players did. I don't know if I seen, I seen that one play that the entire internet hyped up with freaking the mullet boy freaking scoring like a uh, super massive long touchdown. But like, dude, come on. Dude. Did you see the protection, bro? Nobody was Texas blocked. defense. No defense, bro. He literally had a hundred years in the pocket. And I'm not taking away anything from the throw. The throw was great. That was, that was a very nice throw, but yes, it was zero pressure, dude. Zero pressure. If you're the number one recruit coming out of high school and one of the best quarterback quarterback recruits in the last, like, I don't know, however many years, given that he had a 1.0 rating, then you should be making that throw nine times out of ten with no yeah. pressure. They're they're just saying like, oh, he's already like like Texas fans and stuff are so delusional that they'll see a throw like that and they'll just assume that oh yeah, Texas is back. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It's a spring game. Texas has been back every year since like 2007. Yeah, and the main one that I can't that that whole Texas is back that started with Deshaun Kaiser or not Deshaun Kaiser, but whoever freaking. The quarterback back the, uh, after that bowl game. Yeah, it was like yeah, remember uh, Texas it was is like back or something after they beat uh, they beat somebody in the Sugar Bowl. You know, it was freaking. It was. Oh, it was Georgia. No, not Georgia, was it? No, no, I'm talking about the game where Charlie Strong was still at Texas, and oh, oh, years ago, Swoops Tyrone Swoops was the quarterback at Texas. Yeah. And uh, they beat Notre Dame. Remember, he ran up the middle right at the end of the game in overtime or something. And uh, Reese Davis or something. I don't know who was on the call, but they were like, they were like, Texas is bad, folks. And then they ended up losing like six games that year. Hilarious. And then we we heard it. Um, oh, it was. Uh, yeah, no, it was Texas. It was Texas, Georgia. Sugar Bowl. Yeah, where Sam Ellinger were yeah. back. The next year, they proceed to, you know, play close with LSU and then lose, like, they want, what, seven and five, something like that. Oh, my gosh, dude. They need yeah. – I'm a firm believer in you need a good quarterback, right? Sam Ellinger, good quarterback. Um, he, he was good for they, them. They didn't have – they don't think they had much of a defense. I mean, in the Big 12, I mean, you really can't expect much out of a Big 12 defense, dude. Yeah. Like, I know we give them a lot of crap, but it, it's for it's for a reason. 
Yep. I think that Texas will be solid this year. I don't know what the Big 12 is looking like. Um, but we'll see, you know. I'm, I'm focused on Ohio State and to see what we do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm excited to see what the rest of college football does, and I'm always excited to see what, like, former Buckeyes do once they leave Ohio State or they transfer out and see what they do, you know. I just hope that it doesn't come down to, like, any former players that transferred out having to play against us, and then if we lose to a player that transferred out, like, ugh, like, that's one thing I can't do. Yeah, no, it was it was great seeing Brendan White back in that Rutgers game, however many years ago it was, two or three. But I'm, I'm glad they got to win that night and not Rutgers. That would have yeah. been hard to see. Brendan White, dude, like, he was good at Ohio State. Like, I was he surprised was. when he transferred. Like, he had a really good season this first year, first year starting, I think. But then yeah, I think he had, he had a, a really bad fall off, right? And then he transferred out. But I don't know where yeah. that fall off was because he had a really good – I don't know if he when he start when he played like if he was a freshman sophomore when he started for us, but he had a good season the year he started for us. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he was a starter in that Rose Bowl in 2018, Urban's Rose Bowl. I think he won Defensive Player of the Game. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, I was about to say he definitely won Defensive Player of the Game that year, and then he bounced out and went to Rutgers. Like out of yeah. any school that you could think of in the entire world, why the fuck are you gonna go to, to Rutgers? Like that's crazy. <laughs> I have no clue. Um. Let's see, because I, I write down I write down some notes every time before I hop on, so I know that I can what I'm talking about. Um, I don't know if you've been watching the USFL at all. I haven't been really paying attention a whole lot, except for like the former Buckeyes that are playing in it. Yeah, um, Mike Weber and Johnny Dixon. I, I don't I don't know if Mike Weber's done a whole lot yet. I don't know if he's even played. I know he didn't play in the first first week, but I don't even know if he played yeah. this week. I tried to look at the uh, the stats and stuff of that, and I did not mm-hmm. see any Johnny Dick or not Johnny Dixon. I didn't see any Mike Weber stats, so I don't know if he's even got to play yet. But Johnny Dixon has looked pretty good. Um, first week, I don't think he scored a touchdown, but he think he had like five, six catches for around fifty something yards. And this week, he actually played pretty well too. He had five mm-hmm. catches, five catches for forty-two yards, and he had a touchdown. Touchdown, wide open, don't care. Touchdowns a touchdown. Yeah, if he's wide open, he did something right for sure. And then also we have Marcus Ball playing. For the uh, Michigan Panthers, um, I they suck because they're. Well, they're I mean, 0- they're a Michigan team. I mean, they yeah. got Shea Patterson at quarterback. What I was, more I was do about you to say they're zero and two. I think they scored a whopping zero point. I don't think they scored a touchdown. I think they scored maybe three points in this game. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Shea Patterson. I don't. I don't know what what these teams think because this dude played at played for them. That they have to tra- they have to draft this dude. Like, come on, dude. Now they suck because I don't know if they're sucking because they have dude at quarterback. But who knows? Yeah. Somebody somebody in the comment section just commented what happened to Brian Sneed. You know what? I don't even know, honestly. I remember he was supposed to be really good, and then he transferred to um, – where did he transfer? Um, you remember Brian Sneed, right? He was a running back. I think he was a hot four- or five-star guy. Uh, Brian Sneed. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. I do not remember. Oh, he, he was a lineman? Says he, no, no he, was a, he, was a, he was a running back. This was hmm. in class of – class of – come on, somebody in the comment section. Help us out here because I'm not ah, – I got it. He transferred uh, – he transferred to the FCF. Austin P. No, he, he, he went to Austin P first, and then he transferred there. Mm, and I, re, I, I remember that because I live in Tennessee, and I'm really close to Austin P. And I remember there was a game on TV because it was like the one of the first games of the year. And I remember him playing. He didn't do a bunch of bunch of nothing, but um, then you said he transferred to where UCS. 
to the FCS. Oh, to the FCS. He now plays, uh, as of, I'm finding a tweet right now, back in, uh, on March 2nd, 2021, he was the Ohio Valley Conference Offensive Player and Newcomer of the Week, where he set the FCS record for rushing yards in a quarter, 204. What the hell? Well, oh shit. Goodness, I mean, <laughs> he, he, he was no, yeah, he was still playing at Austin P. So, um, he he's in the transfer portal. I don't know if he's picked a school yet, but um, that's where he was. He was he was at Austin P. And then he's transferring out of Austin P. So maybe he's just like, I did what I could. I I think it was, I think he got bounced from Ohio State because I don't know if it was academics or character issues or something. Um, he definitely it was definitely one of those reasons. I I think so and. He went yeah. to Austin P. Now he's done his thing, and now he's looking for a probably somewhere like a bigger opportunity now. So, yeah. Huh. Oh yeah. I forgot it was, all about him. It was Sneed and uh, there's another corner, Amir Reef, I think, were the two bounced from the program. Oh my gosh, dude! But yeah, but you remember the whole? I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Bad. I don't think he was ever like. I don't think they were ever anything. like convicted or anything. Oh yeah, was it them together when that happened? Mm, it might not have been. That might have been two others, but I think they were both bounced at the same time. Yeah, because Amir, Amir Reef, I remember it was him and somebody else, I believe. Yeah, it might have been Steve, but I I could be completely wrong. I don't want to put any information out there that's false. No, dude. I, I remember, I think Amir Reef still follows me on whatchamacallit, and then there was another Ohio State safety, Josh Isaiah Pryor, I think, that went to Notre Dame. That, that might be. That sounds familiar. Oh man, let's see. Try to yep. pull up these. It was no, it was Amir Reap and uh, Jason Went. Jason uh, Went were dismissed. They were they were two defensive backs. That's what. It was. Yep, and then um, Isaiah Pryor ended up just transferring. I think just to Notre Dame. So yeah, yeah. he's been there since twenty seventeen. That shit's fucking crazy. If you hear about all this stuff and you forget about it, and then when you try to bring it back up and you're trying to do your research on it, I'm just like, oh shit, I forgot all about this, and it didn't happen that long ago. Yeah, no, it's it, 2019 is not a long time. It feels Excellent. like it, but we're only two seasons removed. Let's see. All right, well, I guess we can start getting into some of this draft talk stuff, man. I uh, was thinking about doing, like, a full little mock draft of, like, Ohio State players, but there's only going to be, like, five to six eligible. Not eligible, but five to six Buckeyes most likely drafted this year. So, yeah, um, obviously, first round is going to be – Wilson Olave, and I would say that if anybody gets drafted, any receiver gets drafted before Garrett Wilson, I'm just going to be upset about that. Yeah, no, it should. It should. I mean, we all know that people are going to say that it should be Williams or whatever or someone else like Drake London. But <laughs> Dude, that's ridiculous. I just, I don't see how. I mean, you just look at every look at every catch that Wilson's like had. His over the back one of the Michigan game. Um, his over the defender one in the Clemson game, like they come in losses, but these are plays that are not when this is a blowout. These are good plays and good prime time. Yeah, you you can't you tell me can't, you can't yeah. argue with that. You can't tell me that Drake London, dude, that didn't very didn't. I don't think he played at all last season. If he did, it wasn't very much. Um, you can't tell me that Drake London, a guy that everybody's saying he could, it's like a risk reward type of player. You know what the fuck are you taking a risk for on a player? You know, when you could draft a player that has high reward and high value from day one, like why would you waste your draft pick on a player that they're calling like a guy that 
has high potential. Like, come on, what the hell does that even mean in the draft? Pick the best available freaking player at the position. Yeah, and then with Olave, I mean, I don't, I don't see like this dude had more touchdowns than Antonio Holmes, Galloway, <laughs> McLaurin, Carter, Smith, Boston, like. These are good NFL wide receivers. I mean, Antonio Holmes is what? Isn't he a Hall of Famer or something like that? Uh, if he's or not, he probably will be. He, yeah, I mean, he has like what? Two Super Bowls with the Steelers or something like that? He had that amazing catch from the back of the end zone. These are good wide receivers who played out in the NFL. And Olave was better. Even though he played four years, one of them cut short by COVID, he was had more touchdowns than all of them. Yeah, like, see- I just don't – Olave is, the, is a dependable, good route-running receiver with good hands, and I don't see how you can have him any lower than, like, 20. Yeah, that's true, and I, I feel like Olave is going to be really slept on, and I think that a lot of teams are going to skip him up. I think there's going to be several receivers that are drafted before him. It's going to be really annoying. Yeah. To, yeah, it's going to be really annoying to us Buckeye fans, and um, I think we're probably going to see – like, I don't want it to happen, but I feel like we're going to see Drake London go before him. Um, I don't know about freaking Traylon Burks from Arkansas. I'm hearing he might slide to the very end to like early second round, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're going to see somebody get drafted before Olave that doesn't really deserve to be drafted because being like valuing players, it's weird because like people like to use the combine to value players and stuff. Watch the tape. You know, that's all I have to say is cut the tape yeah. on Ohio State's not playing against. Freaking fucking ASU. ASU or freaking we're playing in the Big Ten, one of the hardest conferences in the entire country, and he's scoring touchdowns against some of the highest ranked players in the entire country. And you're gonna tell me that the combine has more value than the actual game film? Like, come on, dude, it's ridiculous. And you're telling me that Traylon Burks or not Traylon Burks, but you're telling me that Drake London, his film is better than what Olave has. Come on. No, I just I don't believe that. But well, obviously he's had like one bad play in like the last four years that even stands yeah, out. It wasn't even was, his fault. That was just miscommunication, dude. And if if the, if everything goes right in that play, we win that game. Um, if they if they call holding on that jersey, then everything goes right. Eh, there's but a whole lot of calls that they miss. You know, we'll we'll, yeah, we'll get yeah. all the fans saying, "Oh, blame the refs." I'm like, you know, the the that, blame the, that's the, the blame, one game that I'll actually blame the refs on. That's it. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if, if something happens in a game due to the ref's inability to make a call when that is their job and it results into an outcome that is beneficial for the other team, why can't we blame the refs? Yeah. That's the way I look at it. I mean, they, a lot of people will be like, well, you could have still won the game. You had many chances. I'm like, I don't give a fuck if we had many chances, bro. The fucking ref fucked that play up right there. And put us in that position, right? We didn't get another chance yeah. after that. That was the end of the game. Like mm-hmm. it didn't happen. It didn't happen in the second quarter where we could rebound from. It happened at the very last play of the game. So, yeah. like, come on, blame the refs. Yeah, it's the fucking refs' fault. I don't give a fuck what happened prior to the game. They fucked up that call. That's how I look but, at it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking the wide receiver order list is going to be like Wilson, and then you know they might take Williams even with the ACL tear. And then probably either London or Burke, or not London. Uh, yeah, London or Burke. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking a lot is going to be fourth, honestly. And and I hate to say that, but it sucks, man. The, the Eagles are going to pick somebody wrong, like they always do. And then Olave is going to fall to a team. Olave is going to fall through a bunch of teams that don't need receivers, and then he'll fall to somebody who does. And hopefully, it's 
to be honest, I hope Olave, if I mean, I hope he stays in the first round, but if he falls to like a 25 or something like that, a good team that like has good management and actually wins games, I wouldn't be opposed to that. No, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to it. And is, yeah. I mean, I'm happy. I don't know what, what your NFL team is, man. Who do you root for? So here's the thing. I have lived in Michigan my entire life. It's, it's, a, rough, oh. it's a rough upbringing. And uh, it's, it's, um, it's actually really funny because given that I live in Michigan and out-of-state tuition is so high, I actually attend the University of Michigan. And it's a really rough life. Man, what I the know, heck? I know. It is a, it is just... a rough life here. That came out of nowhere, man. You drink freaking brown water and everything. I know. It's bad. <laughs> but hey, I, I get to go to my friends' faces when Ohio State wins stuff. So it's all it's all it's all fun for me. Do you live but on no, campus? It, it, I do. It is rough. I don't wow. tell many people. Yeah, I that's well, why I was at the Chrysler Center for that basketball game. I don't know everybody's like, gonna I, know. Well, that that's tough. <laughs> I mean, dude. But yeah, no, I grew up. I grew up with the Lions, and but I, I obviously, when I learned that, you know, I didn't have to be a Lions fan. I was like, I'm gonna go with Bengals. They got cool colors. They had Archie Griffin. Why not? Wait, so where did the Ohio State fandom come from? My mom is from Ohio, and all of her family is from Ohio. So I grew up. I grew up on all the stories of Eddie and Archie, and you know, Hopalong Cassidy and Woody. I grew up on all of that. And I would spend a lot of time in Ohio. I actually watched um, the 2014 National Championship from Wheelersburg, my grandparents' house. Wow. Yeah, but out of tuition, out of state tuition is so high. And so, so I'm like, you know what? Here, here we go. So living on campus and going to that school, do you ever see any players or anything on campus? Um, one of my friends had a class with. Uh, the freshman quarterback, the other, the other blondie who's really annoying. <laughs> oh, you're talking about freaking um... JJ, yeah. Oh, that fucking guy. Yeah. Um. No, I see. I see dude. a bunch. I see a bunch of athletes around campus, but I don't. I don't interact with them. Yeah, I mean, some of these dudes probably think they're too good for their own being. You know, I'm a quarterback yeah. or I'm a player for the football team. Don't talk to me. I'm too good because now yeah, we make fucking. They all ride fucking... around on their mopeds. Yeah. Do they really? Yeah, almost every single one of them has some kind of, like, moped or bike. And I'm just like, I don't even know how you pay for those. What do you mean how do they pay for them? These dudes all make more money than any average human in the world do. Now, That's dude. a good point. That's a good point. I forgot NIL. And they're saying freaking Oklahoma players. You see that shit on Twitter about Oklahoma players? They're all going to be signed to, like, minimum, like, what is it, $200 or $400,000 contracts? That's no, crazy. Was, no, I think it was, like, 40000 a year or something. That's I'm, crazy. Every player, too. It doesn't matter what your ranking is. If you're probably a scholarship player, you're getting a check. That, that, that's insane. Must be nice, man. I feel, I feel for all these players that were legends at Ohio State that missed out on this opportunity. Braxton would have gotten so much. Yeah, Braxton probably would he have been He was an set. icon. Yeah, he probably would have made more money in college than he has in the NFL. I mean, he was signed in so the... Would, so would, um... Oh, yeah. So would uh, so would Pace. I mean, he had the entire pancake marketing done for him. Yep, and you can't make, and you couldn't make money on it then. But nope. Now these dudes are getting cars. Um, and like, okay, so good argument or good conversation for the NIL stuff is a lot of people were upset that Nigel Pack that went from Kansas State ended up going to um Miami, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I heard because, about that because he got a massive fucking deal to go to my or yeah to go to Miami. I think he got a four hundred thousand um, dollar sort of deal to go there, and I'm just like, well, if Miami wants to pay these players to come here, um, that's cool. But it just sucks because I think the NIL is going to change a lot of things in college football, man. I'm going to let Jack in here. I realize I've been talking for a while. All right, man. Nice talking to you. Nice talking with you, man. What's up, Jack? What's up, my friend? What's going on, Familia? Not a whole lot, man. Just doing my my Sunday fun day thing. And, hey, I also talked to a lot of uh, different Buckeyes today, talking about them getting on the podcast. And a lot of them uh, agreed to hop on here with me. So I'll have a whole lot of different players getting on here soon. I haven't done a podcast with a a player in a couple weeks. So I got a lot of dudes uh, lined up to hop on here with me. That's sick. Can you name one? Just one? Yeah, man. Let me go to my Instagram DMs. I've been talking to a lot of them today. So Cameron Martinez. Uh, okay. He said that he's free tomorrow, so there might be an episode with Cameron Martinez tomorrow. Um, Jerron Cage. I'm going to probably get on there with him Dude, sometime. I would love to talk to him about that experience during that uh, Penn State touchdown. Yep. I, I definitely will bring that up. He said that he's free pretty much most days. Um I also hit up Evan Pryor. Evan Pryor said he'd probably be down for it. So you just uh, basically that that's sick, man. Yeah, Joe Royer, the guy that caught the touchdown in the spring game from yes, uh, uh he's he's gonna he said he's good to get a, get on. He's just a little sick, so he really can't get on right this minute or right this like this same day. So give it a few days and he'll be good. And then Jesse Murko, our uh, our punter, said that I, I asked him if he'd be available tonight. He said, I'm a bit busy right now. Definitely in the future, happy to. He could do one with myself and Noah Ruggles, the kicker, would be cool. I said, yes, sir, let's get it going. Let's let's plan something out. So Jesse Murko and then the, the kicker will be on here. And, yeah, I just got a lot of dudes I sent messages to, and a lot of them hit me up. Even Tanner That's... McAllister. God damn it, I didn't even know he replied to me. What did he say? I asked him if he was free tonight. He said, yes, sir. And I totally didn't even know that he sent that message, so. That one's not going to happen right now. But, yeah, I, I guess you, Tanner McAllister, could be one of them, too. That would be sick. That's How, how do you get everybody to, like, uh, it, it respond? You just, like, just DM, they DM you and Dude, stuff? Dude, I just, I just send them a DM, and I just say something like, Kate Stover, I said, yo, you free tonight? And then he said, what's up? But, obviously, I was in the middle of this call, so I don't got a chance to reply to him to have him get on tonight. But I'm sure Kate Stover will get on, too. Yeah, for sure. That's sick. It's 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 the players that have a lot of followers, but not like a billion followers that'll reply to me, right? If you have a couple hundred thousand, yeah, I'm probably not going to get a response. But the guys that are really cool and willing to do it, um, yeah, they're cool. I mean, also, I don't have to pay them money because I don't have money to pay them. They're just willing to hop on just kind of for like an exposure type thing. So if they want to get some followers or something, it'll be great. Like Ohio State fans know who Jerron Cage is, right? Penn State game, crazy play. He's been at Ohio State for a couple of years. He only has 7,600 followers. So I don't think they mind hopping on here if I can help them boost their following a little bit, you know? Yeah, I've, I mean, I did one interview with the recruit once. Um, it was it was really bad for me because I, I forgot to set up some questions to ask. And I, I was a little nervous and stuff, and it, it just went horribly. You got to go with the flow, bro. You just got to go with the flow of things. That's yeah. Exactly, that's what I do, yeah. man. I, Car- I Cardinal have- Tate. Carnell Tate was in it too, and it, that got me even more nervous. Because you know, Carnell Tate's a big recruit for Ohio State. Where did so. you do this at, man? Where did you set this up? Uh, 
you know Winston Watkins Jr.? No, I do not. <laughs> well, I, I set up an interview with him on IG Live a while back, like probably two or three weeks ago. And uh... Cardinal Tate is his roommate. So Cardinal Tate was on that live too. So that was kind of cool. But well, yeah. If he ends up committing to Ohio State, I'm sure I can get him on. But I don't like to do that with players that are not committed or anything. I don't like the the player experience where they try to get a bunch of clout and then don't pick us. Like I've had that experience many, many times where dudes that aren't committed to Ohio State will like gaslight the shit out of me. And be like, yeah, bro, I might commit. Shout me out. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Not happening. You commit. I mean, I, I, I've been doing a lot better on my Instagram. I have like 1,600 followers now. So um, That's good, doing bro. those – Doing those Instagram lives is uh, helps somewhat. That's so, good. You just got to listen to some of my previous episodes to kind of get an idea of how, how to do things. Yeah. I, I mean, one time I DM'd a bunch of Ohio State players. I don't think any of them answered. But, uh. <laughs> Bro, it's weird, man. They only A lot of these guys only look at, like, your following to see how legit you are to see even if they'll respond. You know, a lot of them are cool guys, but – they probably aren't going to respond unless they think they can get something out of it. Yeah, I feel you. I, I mean, I've, I've had a bunch of likes by, like, Brian Hardline and a bunch oh, of yeah. – um, Tim. you know Tim Walton? Yeah. He follows me on IG, so it's kind of cool too. Yeah, I get it. Brian Hardline, his wife and everything likes my posts all the time, you know. Um, I posted that clip from Terry McLaurin speaking at Dwayne Haskins' um, – service um yesterday and uh if you go look at the the likes on that man a crazy amount of uh buckeyes like that even terry mclaurin i think he liked it himself no paris campbell did but yeah man that clip that clip tore me up man i i was watching that and i'm just like dude i i went through and watched clips of like the service and that shit had me sobbing like i was yeah every 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 time i see something about Dwayne haskins now it's just it's it's sad it's really it's painful very sad, man. So, who? What is your your predictions on the draft, man? Where do you think Olave and Wilson will end up? So, I never really said where I think they'll end up. I think that Garrett Wilson could end up with the Jets, right? That's if the Jets don't make any like stupid fucking trade for somebody. Wait, what? Um, do they, what pick do the Jets have? I think like nine to twelve or something like that. Okay, I thought I was I was gonna say if they have the fourth or fifth pick, is I. You know, the Giants have, like, the fifth and sixth. Travis said he's coming in 10 minutes. Uh, I don't know where. I think Garrett Wilson will be the first receiver. I think um, Olave will be uh, four or five. Um, four or five? Like the fifth receiver? Fourth or fifth receiver drafted, yeah. Damn, dude. That's ridiculous, man. I feel like he's, that's, in, my, in my opinion, in my super biased opinion, but not really – He's the second best receiver. Who's better than Chris Olave? My opinion is he's the third best receiver. I, in my opinion, I really love Traylon Burks. I think he's a he. He could do anything, but he's not going to get drafted. I, I feel like he's been. There's been stuff saying that he's going to slide. He might slide. I don't think he's going to get drafted before freaking Olave is. I think I, Drake I, London I, will get drafted before him, and that's only because people are fucking picking him over the hype. I just think Traylon Burks is a really good receiver. I watched his Alabama. Uh, his tape against Alabama again. He was, I believe, he was hurt that game again, and he he went off. I did. I I remember that game. He did go off in that game, but he's not better than Chris Olave. I uh, I don't know. That's I mean, 
it's 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 an opinion, but it's um. And that's not even me being biased, dude. That's like straight up like facts, bro. Like, what it, does he do better that Chris Olave doesn't do? Um, contested catches. Yeah, but that's the type of receiver he is. He's more right. of a possession type of receiver, right? Chris Olave is not like a possession receiver. What I what I see the difference is is they're two really different receivers, so it's hard to compare them, but. Traylon Burks is just a go up and get a guy. Um, Chris Olave can do both, but he's more of a um, deep route runner, speedy, mid-out mid, mid and elite guy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess we'll see. I think I'm going to try to get on and do a live podcast during the draft next week, um, I guess, and try to do a whole lot of talking to see where these guys end up. I don't know if I'll end it after Olave gets drafted, but if Chris Olave slides to the second day, dude, I will be fucking that, furious. That'll be a bit – I think it'll be a first-round pick easily. And I think after the Browns traded their draft pick to the Texans, I think the Browns were a play for, like, Garrett Wilson or something. But, you know, that's not going to happen. But I mean, personally, personally, I would love I, – I don't think we'll um, – I'm a Bears fan, so I I would wish we would get Chris Olave, which is definitely possible for Justin Fields to um, have that uh, connection with uh, Chris Olave. But I know we can't get Garrett Wilson. You don't have a whole lot of receiver options, anyways. Another one of your receivers just got caught, got in trouble today. So yeah, right, Byron Pringle. No, was that that wasn't Byron Pringle, was it? Yeah, it was Byron Pringle. Well, either way, yeah, like Byron Pringle got in trouble, and I don't even know who the hell you guys got at, at receiver now. We got Darn- Miller. We got Darnell Mooney. Um, uh, we got uh, what's the uh, court? We got Newsom, Greg Newsom. Greg Newsom, not Greg Newsom, the other Newsom brother, um, Daz Newsom from UNC. Was uh, he traded to you guys? Wasn't he playing for? I think he was, but um, I don't really know who we have a red rec- wide receiver currently, except uh, Darno Moon, which is he is pretty good. And where do you guys pick in the draft? Uh, I think we're like twenty or around twenty. You, you guys might be a good option for Chris Olave, um, just because, I mean, because of the chemistry that Fields has with him. So I guarantee you, whatever Justin Fields says, if he wants Chris Olave, they're going to get Chris Olave. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad pick. It's not a thing where any Bear, Bears fans can be like, "Oh no, we shouldn't have done that." Blah, blah. No, I think Bears fans would one hundred percent rather have Olave than Traylon Burks or Drake London. Yeah. But um, who do you think has the better chance to be uh, better than the NFL, Chris Olave or Wilson? Uh, you talking about Garrett Wilson? Yeah. Oh, Garrett Wilson, hundred percent. Why is that? Just because of his all-around style of play, I think that he's all around a better receiver than Chris Olave. I think of Chris Olave with like good hands, and he's a really fast guy. But I think of Garrett Wilson as a go up and get it. Uh, fast, like pretty much everything that Chris Olave can't do, Garrett Wilson can, and he could also do everything Chris Olave can. So I think that just Garrett Wilson's all around everything um, that you want in a receiver. Yeah, I, th- I think I still think um, Chris Olave could he can be better than Garrett Wilson. He's that type of he's that guy. You think he's better than Garrett Wilson? I don't think he's better, but I think he can be. Oh. Maybe. 
It it just it kind of depends where he's drafted to, where they are. I think that Garrett Wilson has some of the cleanest route running, and I think that day one in the NFL, he he will be one of the best route runners in the NFL. I I, I completely agree. I think um, similarities to Devontae Adams, of course. Yeah, I would say that's a pretty good comparison to Garrett Wilson and is Devontae Adams. And I'd say a good cop that's currently a receiver in the NFL to Chris Olave would be uh, – I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think about who I would think a good comp would be. Who do you think yeah, would yeah. be a good comp? Huh. Man, I... that's, kind of a, that's kind of a tough one. Um, receivers in the NFL – Fast, skinny. Yeah, I'm trying to think because like a lot of these guys are like top guys, aren't like skinny and fast or whatever. And they're but Chris Olave is like like on the taller side, not like tall, tall, but he's taller than like you would see at like Tyree Kill or something. So wait, um, how tall is Chris Olave? Um, probably like what six one or something like that. Um, hold on. What about um? Um, Rucker, where do you think he'll he'll, he'll end up? Uh, I think he'll be like a third, fourth round pick. That's, a lot, that's a lot of a six, round. but yeah, I'd say Rucker would be a third, fourth, hopefully third. Um, just because I want him drafted as early as possible, but I will take him round three. And I don't really know who's in use for a tight end. I don't think he's going to be drafted for a like a major tight end role, right? May, may, maybe mostly for his blocking. So. Yeah, I would go with a team that needs good blocking tight ends, um, not necessarily crazy receiving tight ends. I'll yeah. probably pick him up. How about how about this comparison? Um, a taller version of Marquise Brown. Uh, yeah, I would say that's a pretty good one. I think that's a good comp. I think Marquise Brown's a pretty good receiver, and I'd say I'd say that Alave is um, really similar, but he has better hands than Marquise also Brown. also Deshaun Jackson was a good one too. Okay, yeah, that is a pretty good one. Yeah, okay. Um, I'd say maybe, like, a good comparison would be, like, prime Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I mean, Deshaun Jackson the last, what, four years have been um, kind of weird for him. So. Yeah, he's fucking – he's old now. So, I mean, he's not like he was when he played for the Eagles or anything. So, I would say prime Eagles Deshaun Jackson is, is a good comp for Chris Olave. Yeah, of course. But what what do you think about Garrett Wilson's other similarities besides Devontae Adams? Um, like who who I think he's similar to? Um, yeah, I'd say he, he can be really, Diggs. That's, oh, yeah, Diggs is good. Um, even even like freaking his his like not like former teammate, but even uh, Michael Thomas. You know, he's probably a faster Michael Thomas. Hmm. I don't see him. I don't see him. Size-wise, I don't think he's there, but I think size, he can do everything. I do everything. I think he can do everything Michael Thomas can do. I think. Oh, I think he can do everything Michael Thomas can do better. Yeah, well, we'll see when Michael Thomas actually plays a game. You know, I think he's played like what a couple games in the last two years. Um, yeah, he hasn't played in two years, which is, I mean, sucks for him. But yeah, he went from ninety-nine overall player to not even touching a football in a year and a half. So yeah, we also. Um, we also, who else do we have in the, entering the draft? We have a couple Thayer Munford and uh, Petit Frere. Um, Thayer Munford. Yep, Thayer Munford. And I think he can end up with like a Ravens team or something. Or Haskell Garrett. 
Haskell Garrett. I think he'll be Haskell another. Garrett had a very disappointing season last year. Yeah, he was still good. I mean, just because you don't see the, like the stats, I don't mean he wasn't good. I think that he did have a fall off compared to the previous season, but I still think he's going to be uh, around three to four draft pick as well for sure. I hope so. Who else we I got? Really, I really do. Uh, Tyree Smith. Tyree Smith is going to be. A Irish very Smith, a yeah. very slept on draft pick, right? So he's probably going to go in the later rounds, right? So four, five, um, six. But I think that he's going to have a pretty good impact, kind of like Jonathan Cooper last year with the Broncos. Jonathan think, Cooper was was decent. He was that's decent. what I'm saying. I think that Tyreek Smith was slept on at Ohio State because um, if you watch his film, he was held like a lot at Ohio State. So. Um, I'd say he'd have he'd he'd have a really good career or a good freshman season, just like um, um, Jonathan Cooper did. And Jonathan Cooper was drafted in what the seventh round or something. I, I don't remember, but I all I know is he played pretty well, and with the Broncos and the Broncos will have a good team um, this upcoming year anyway. So, yeah, I think maybe the Broncos will have a good 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 year. I mean, Russell Wilson is a good quarterback, but just because you have a really good quarterback, uh, Russell Wilson, I don't think he's really in his prime anymore. So um, we'll see. Yeah, you never know. Let's see. So Haskell Garrett, uh, Thayer Mumford, I think he's going to be a really slept down pick. Uh, he'll probably go in probably three, four as well. Um, I don't know where these guys are going to end up because I don't know what the needs are for a lot of teams. But I think we're going to have, what, five, six people, people drafted between – uh, Alave, Wilson, uh, Petit Frere, uh, Rutger, Mumford, um, Pascal Garrett, and then Tyreek Smith. So, yeah. What do you think? Um, um, oh my God, I just lost what I was going to say. Um, shit. What, what, uh... Oh, what do you, what do you think about Seven Banks going to LSU? Ah, I don't care, man. I mean, good luck to him. Um, like nothing. Like, I hope he has a good season and everything. Like, I have nothing bad to say about him. I mean, he got pushed out of the rotation at Ohio State. So, I mean. Um, Did he? I mean, I would say dude had, dude fell off, man. Dude came back to Ohio State and he fell off big time. And I think that he got – he didn't play much last season because of, like, I think he I – don't, I don't even think he was really injured many, many of those games. He was, like, um, suited up and he just didn't play um, because of what we had at True Freshman locking everybody up. So, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened with Seven Banks. I mean, I'm excited to have Josh Proctor back. We got Denzel Burke and Josh Proctor, which is going to be amazing for um, our defense. Oh, yeah, man. I think we're going to be very good next year. Um, and then and then, de- and then, defensively, you know that new position called Jack? Yeah, what's up? Um, it's like a – I don't know. It's like a hybrid defensive end kind of linebacker. Okay. Did you hear about it? No, I have not heard about it, but that would be a good Nick question. Nick probably knows all about that. It's like a – so the defensive end drops in the coverage a lot more. That's basically what it is. So Jack is the is position for Jack Sawyer, basically. So they're saying Jack Sawyer is going to be the one that's dropping back in coverage? Yeah. Basically. Okay. I mean, if it, if it helps, I mean, I'm not opposed to anything that makes our defense better at all. I mean, I think I think he's gonna uh, um, he's gonna make a lot of changes. So you remember he said um, 
um, it's just going to – the spring game was just a little sneak peek of it or whatever. So 100%. Hey, any, any, anything else you'd like to add? Because I want to try to get through all the people that try to call in tonight, man. Uh, not really much I can think of. All right, man. Well, like always, I appreciate you hopping on here and giving your input on everything. Yep, no problem. All right, man. Peace out, bro. Have a good night. You too. Capital Buckeye. Unmute your mic, homie. Boom, boom. What's good, bro? What's up, dude? How you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, how about yourself? You know, not, not too bad. You know, I just wanted to hop on here tonight like I do every Sunday and mm. just just go over a lot of things going on right now in Ohio State, uh, football, sports, and everything, and just talk yeah. about some draft stuff. That's nice. Uh, did you watch? I didn't get to watch the uh, spring game because I because like Easter and I, uh, Easter break was crazy. But yeah, um, I saw some highlights. Uh, I watched it, man. I think that we we played pretty well. You know, I think that mm-hmm. um, we didn't we didn't show our full potential. Obviously, it's a spring game. I think that yeah. a lot of the young guys look good. Um, Kai good. Stokes. At safety, I, I did hear a lot about Kai. I'm, I'm really excited for him. Like when we got him, when we picked him up last year, I was super excited because I mean he held offers from basically every top five, every top power five school except for Clemson and a couple others. But yeah, I think was, he's a very underrated and insanely talented safety. Yeah, day one impact player for sure. Oh, so easily. I, and I think uh, I feel like what a lot of people aren't thinking about is I think. Maybe in the end of it, it, what would be ironic is imagine he has a better like college career than what we see uh, X or Xavier Nwapka go out and have in Iowa, which I don't know. I don't think it will. But at the same time, you never know with the schemes that we run and obviously yeah. how good um, the defense really plays these next few years compared to – we already know Iowa's defense is going to be right back at it sooner or later. Well, Kai Stokes is a true freshman, so, I mean – we have three seasons with him, and like I said, if he's a day one impact player or he has any type of impact like a Malik Hooker did at Ohio State, which I think he could, yeah. um, we get three seasons of that right off the rip. So um, That's true. We're, we're really good defensively for years to come, especially mm-hmm. with all these recruiting classes we have coming in. And uh, to go back on like the draft stuff, did you hear anything that you would like to add to the draft talk? I, I wanted to say that I, I've, I have a lot of like friends that are UFC fans. They always say London is better, and I had one of my friends. Uh, he's like, "There's nothing you can really say to tell me um, that." What's his name? Is a better? Oh yeah, he's like, "There's no way you can sit me sit here and tell me with a straight face that Garrett Wilson is a better receiver than uh, Drake London." I just don't oh, understand the God, hype. That's ridiculous, and it's crazy dude. with the amount of hype that he's got this last what month since the combine, and it's he just because he's a big body. But then again, Drake we've London seen didn't this. even compete in the combine. I know, and we and the thing is, is like we've seen. We've seen this before with a big receiver. Like I think Mike Williams is like the best example I can talk about is like a pack or like a, like a West Coast guy coming in big hype around him gets drafted too early, and the only reason he really succeeded this year is you, you know you have a you have a, a S tier quarterback, a top ten quarterback in the league, throwing the ball to him, and it's just a scheme too. And I don't think whoever takes uh, Drake London, there's no way they're going to be able to. I mean, I just don't think he doesn't. I don't think he's even as talented as Mike Williams is. I think. It's Mike almost like Williams a diss to Mike Williams to say that he's like 
But I mean, it took four seasons. To be fair, it took four seasons for Mike Williams to really spring out there. So. Yeah, and even even with Mike Williams, dude, he he really underperformed a lot last season. So I mean, he got a massive contract. I know what he did. <laughs> Speaking of contract, massive contracts. Uh, what's his name? Um, Christian Kirk completely ruined the receiver market. <laughs> nah, dude, it's the freaking stupid ass Jaguars in general, dude. They're fucking retarded. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's not even his fault. It's just the Jags being the Jags, honestly. Good player, but all that money, he got paid money that you would pay a Tyree Kill or something. Like, no, yeah, he's not worth what they paid him. No, not at all. Well, shit, anything else you'd like to add, bro, before I get Nick on here? Uh, not much, man. Um, just want to hop in here for a second. I saw you were going live, so it's like, I might as well just talk for a second. No, yeah, dude, I appreciate you for hopping on, all right, man? Yeah, no problem, man. All right, man, go Bucks. All right, go Bucks, bro. Where the hell you been, Nick? You missed, you missed, you missed 90% of it. Dude, I feel so bad. I literally was looking down at my phone, and <laughs> 45 minutes later, the show starts. Dude, I'm like, I'm like, man, it's weird. I mean, Nick must be busy if he didn't hop on here. I was a little busy. I was a little busy. My bad. No, you're good, bro. I just, I just was. Uh, if I want to, I'll catch you up on a little bit of the stuff we went. Yeah, over. give me a little, give me a little recap. What are these fools saying about the draft? Well, well, first, first, I, I just went over some of the stuff that happened this week at Ohio State, right? So transfer portal news: Bryson Shaw, USC, Noah Potter, uh, Sam Wiggins, or whatever. Um, West Virginia guard that just uh, committed to Ohio State today. Um, Nigel Pack going to Miami after he got paid a billion dollars. Um, Seth Towns being back, Johnny Dixon showing out in the USFL. Um, and then I went to the draft talk. Wow, you guys covered every aspect of sports, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, I tried, man. I had, um, he's not on here anymore, but yeah, I had somebody else on here that was pretty much helping me out, go over some of this stuff and keeping me, um, to where I wasn't talking about myself. So, and that's what happens when you visit OSU underscore Buckeyes page. You get it all. You get it all. I, I tried. Hey, dude, I came prepared this time. Usually I just come <laughs> on here and I forget this, forget what I'm talking about or I forget stuff. But this time I took out the Apple Pencil and wrote down some notes. No, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. All right, so what are we talking about? What do you want to talk about? Well, I guess like I was talking with the, – the most recent thing we were talking about was the draft. I think like the whole conversation, whether um, – um, Chris Olave is going to slide or not slide, or he's going to get slept on, and like Drake London and stuff are going to pick before he get picked before him. I feel like that's exactly what's going to happen. I I can't see a world where uh, uh, Garrett Wilson isn't drafted first, right? If he doesn't get drafted first as a receiver, I think that that's fucking ins- insane. But um, I think that Chris Olave is going to get passed up by a few teams over some dudes that aren't proven as much. See, we always love, like, if you look at social media right now, you look at all the posts, it's all, like, draft your best wide receiver, and then you you go through all the posts, and it shows Drake London, it shows all these guys. It's going to come down to the way the draft plays out. Because the first pick, the second pick, the third pick, you're pretty much picking who you want. And then after that, it's going to be team needs. Yep, the first, like you said, the first few teams know know who they're getting already, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, team needs. But like I said, even with the team needs thing, like um, team needs a receiver, right? So the first team outside of the Garrett Wilson pick that needs a receiver, who are they going to pick? Who's going to be the second receiver drafted? All right, so do you want to walk through the prospects and talk about the pros and cons? Um, we can do that. Let's see. Let's see. Let's pull up some prospects. Because I can tell you right now, 
when you look at Chris, the cons are pretty obvious. What do you say? What do you, what would you say his cons are? The cons are size and the cons are elite athleticism at the next level. Okay. So, but you put him in a receiving core that has a true number one and you let Chris go run Y or you go run, go run him at Z and you can put him all across the formation with a true number one receiver. And then you can utilize Chris in the best way possible. I think Garrett could be your true X, your true Z, your true Y. You could put him all over the field and he'd be a matchup problem everywhere. Garrett's the game breaker. Garrett's a guy that you can put everywhere. 100%. Drake, Drake London is that big guy that you're going to play in the boundary. He's going to be your possession guy. That's pretty much what you're going to get out of him. Well, well think, how about this? Okay, so you know the situation going on in San Fran right now. So um, Debo Samuel wants out. So he's probably going to get traded eventually here soon, probably in the next couple weeks. Um Say somebody picks him up, they get a draft pick. I don't, I don't know where San Francisco's picking in the draft. They have a potential to end up with a lower pick. You think they could pick a Garrett Wilson and use him like they would use Debo Samuel, right? Because Debo Samuel don't want to be used the way they're using him. And I think Garrett Wilson would love to be used like that. I think he would too. And, and you know what? I think Garrett's an actual more of a true receiver than Debo. Like Debo is someone that if I was a college football coach – and I was recruiting a guy like that, I'd be in love with it. But as an NFL GM, I'm looking elsewhere, like especially in the draft, especially in the draft. Okay. I just think his skill set is its not that true number one guy. You know, he's hes more of a guy that you want to put around the formation. You want to have him be a compliment to what you do. Okay, okay. And I see on here, because um, I'm using NFL, so I don't really – I mean, I'm just going off what they said. I mean, I feel like anybody can be a fucking draft scout, dude. I feel like everybody can grab a pen of paper and say, oh, yeah, this player's better than this one. But they have Traylon Burks pretty much tied with Garrett Wilson in terms of great. But it's it's all evaluation based off – we talked about it last time. You evaluate people based off measurables and what they did in college. But when it comes down to it, when a GM makes a position, he's making a draft pick based off his roster. So what best complements his roster right now? And and it's not always picking the best receiver. It's picking the best receiver based on what your receiving core looks like right now. Okay. Let's see. So who who's your who's your NFL team, man? My NFL team, uh, I don't want to say it with a proud heart, but I'm always gonna be proud about it. I'm a Cleveland Brown. Okay, no, dude, me too, bro. I'm from Cleveland, born and raised. Uh I, I rock with Cleveland till the day I die, man. So good, bad, don't matter. I'm a Cleveland Brown. So um, after this whole Deshaun Watson stuff happened, you know, before this, I think the Browns were a good play for Garrett Wilson. So yeah, um, I think we're stuck. I think we're a good trade suitor for Debo. I would love to see us make a move for Debo really? or sign Jarvis. Okay, well, I think that I would take if we could get something going where. Um, we get Debo. I would 100% take Debo over Jarvis. But I mean, what do we get? What would we have to give up to get Debo at this point? That's the thing. Is like, what draft capital would you give up for Debo? That's probably why they won't make a move for Debo because all the capital they gave up. But if if we don't bring Amari into town, Debo would 100% be on the table for Cleveland. Okay, and I'm seeing stuff too that Traylon Burks could slide to like day two early. Can I give you my – 
or, or I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. Go ahead. Let me give you my sleeper in the second, third round. And he might not drop out of the first round, but Justin Ross out of Clemson is going yeah. to be a player in the NFL. I don't even know where he's at in this thing, man. He's pretty far down there too. He's got it. He's he had a bad quarterback. He had a little. He had a little. Well, not a little injury, but something that was life threatening. But he came back in his junior year and he had a subpar season. But he had bad quarterback play. We saw Clemson play. They were bad. Justin Ross, when T. Higgins was there, Justin Ross was unequivocally the best player on that team. It wasn't. He's the one that got hurt against us versus Clemson in that game, right? He hurt his yep. back or something. Yep. Yep. They got him listed as like the thirtieth ranked receiver on NFL. Give it to me. That's where that's where Hall of Famers are drafted, right there. I've been I've been seeing way too much talk about the the Browns getting fucking um, George Pickens from Georgia, dude. I don't want George Pickens. I don't know, man. I kind of fuck with George Pickens, though. Really, dude. Like my thing is like watching Georgia games. I think my opinion that George Pickens is like a bad like locker room type of guy i think he has like a really bad attitude and he's gonna hurt the team and cost them a game because of his attitude on the field and the way he likes to bark and chirp which i'm all for it right but he's the kind of guy that'll punch somebody in their face and get ejected and lose us a game type of player is it bad if i say i kind of like that i don't know man if it's gonna cost (laughs) us a game yeah that's horrible dude no, I I know I don't. I mean, I don't know much about him as a person, but I mean, as a body type, I love George Pickens. But you know, that's what that's what it comes down to. We're talking about one position that you know we carry what six, seven guys on an NFL roster every day for wide receivers. So I think like nowadays in the common day NFL and the passing game, it is we put a lot of pressure on like receiver prospects, but. The Cleveland Browns, when we're talking about the Browns, they got a lot of needs outside of receiver. They do, man. And I think that they're I think that they're gonna use that second round pick on a receiver, right? I don't know what they're gonna do, if they're gonna try to trade make trade into the first or what, but I think their first draft pick is gonna be a receiver, one hundred percent in my opinion. Well, if you don't wanna trade, if you wanna if your guy falls, you wanna trade back, like I do not I'm not gonna question Andrew Barry because Andrew Barry in the draft has been masterful. Oh yeah, he's been masterful. He literally has—he's reconstructed this roster and made us one quarterback away from winning the AFC Championship game. So I'm and not going to question Andrew Barry. Now we have that quarterback, so we'll see. You know, if he can stay out of those massage parlors. I don't think that's anything's going to come <laughs> up with that. From at least at least this season, I think he's cleared on that. But. Um, We'll just see how he plays, right? I mean, he hasn't played in a year, so can he come out and play like he did when he was top five quarterback, top three quarterback in the league? And if, question. He, and if he can, then it puts us in a good position for the NFC or the oh, AFC man. North. I can't tell you how excited I am for the Browns this year, man. All right, so let me ask you a question. What's up? Outside of receiver and outside of the first round, what's your most draftable OSU prospect? Outside of the receiver and outside of the first round, I mean – it's, it sucks because this year there's not a whole lot of players to choose from for Ohio State, right? There's like five or six guys that are like draft prospects this year. Um, uh, I would, I mean, I, I would say like an O lineman, right? Because I feel like that's like a position that every team could use, right? Um, I don't know, but I, I like I like Tyreek Smith at a later round, like a later pick, because I'll say before you hop down here. 
um, Tyree Smith was very like under. I don't. I don't know how you want to say it. Ohio State. Like he wasn't like like what what he should have been. Right. But I think he was held a whole lot. Like that's my opinion. He was held more than any player I've ever seen. But I think he's going to be a late round pick, like Jonathan Cooper was, and I think he's going to have a pretty good impact, like he did. So I think that. Um, yeah, I like I, that. I, I like Tyreek Smith for a later round pick um, well, that turns out to be really good. And his body type, he can translate to like a true three four, and you can drop Ty in coverage. Like Ty's got the body type that he could drop in coverage if he wants to. Who who would you say your uh, your sleeper pick would be, or your pick outside of receiver in the first round? I probably should have thought of an answer before asking that question, but I would probably <laughs> say Nikki P, bro, Nikki Petit Ferrer. Okay. That guy that guy came in as a five-star tackle to Ohio State, and he had a lot of trouble putting on weight. And when he put the weight on, you never heard his name because that's how solid he played at tackle. And I think as he physically matures, he's kind of one of those big weirdos, man. He's one of those cerebral guys that can really play tackle. He can play left or right. And I love Nicky P. I love Nicky P. Yeah, he's a, he's a good pass blocker, and I think a lot of places have him um... – projected like second round um and i think that's it it's weird because usually at ohio state we don't get guys like offensive linemen that are drafted very high right a lot of the times it's between like second third round or something like that but we always have like one of the best offensive lines and then they don't end up being first round picks i don't know that's crazy but uh i think he's going to be probably like an early to mid second round pick probably yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. And Thayer's in the draft, and Thayer is uh, Thayer's a good player, and I want to see what Thayer does too. I think we have some. Uh, I think we have some good dudes that surprise some people. What about what about Jeremy Ruckert? I was saying that when he gets drafted, I don't think he's going to get drafted because of his his catching abilities, right? I think he's going to be uh, drafted because of his blocking abilities. See, you know, it's so weird about Jeremy is that he was kind of that flex Y when we brought him into Ohio State. And Kevin Wilson is such a great coach that Jeremy really progressed as a blocker. I think you're going to see Jeremy play something like Mike Giusecki at Miami. Okay. I, I, I think, are, they, are they the same height? Because isn't Mike Giusecki like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, or something like that? I mean, Rutgers 6'5". I mean, Jacecki's a big dude. I mean, I remember in the recruiting process, we wanted Jacecki bad, like yeah. really bad. We fought Penn State for Jacecki, and uh, I think they're kind of the same mold. I think, I think Jeremy is a great, a great kid, and I think he can actually catch the ball. I think last year was kind of an anomaly with him. He dropped some balls, but I love Jeremy's body type and I love the way he plays the game. But he had some drops and he had some missed assignments. But you know, you're you're right. He actually, like you said, his body's like he has like a really good tight end body too, right? So a lot of these tight ends that are drafted, they don't. I don't know if it would look like you would think of them as a tight end, but like Jeremy Rucker, you look at him, you're like, oh yeah, this dude's 100 percent a tight end. I just you know when he was playing with Luke Farrell and Luke Farrell was our big like. Oh, yeah. Y blocker. He was our H back, like Y blocker. He would do all of our zone split run game stuff. He would do everything in the run game. And Jeremy would would chip guys and he would release and he would run routes. If you put Jeremy in an NFL offense, I think Jeremy is gonna I think Jeremy could have the chance to excel in NFL offense. I like that. Who do you think would be like because it's hard to say who's a good suitor for him, right? Because we don't know who is in big need for tight end, but 
Um, outside of the second round, do the Browns have any draft picks um, in third, fourth, fifth? I don't know who the, if they gave them all up for watching. I mean, I would have to look at it, but I think offensive line and linebacker have to be a big point of contention for the Browns. Oh, linebacker for sure. But that boy, the Joker, bro. That boy's serious. Man, it's crazy, man. I'm probably I was telling everybody that I'll probably go live. I don't know. What do you, do you got any plans next weekend for the draft? <sighs> I mean, not as of now. Yeah, I'll probably outside I'll probably, of just watching it. Yeah, I'll probably um because the first night of the draft, I don't have to work that night. I have to work that the second night, but um, first night of the draft where two main guys are going to end up going, I'll probably go live and do a, a show during the draft. Um, I think that'll be fun to have people hop on and just to talk about it during the uh, process to see where these guys end up going. Who are you thinking about having on? Um, you know, I don't know if I'll have any, I don't know if I'll get a player on to watch or to, to do it with, but I was telling people before, um, before you got on that I was talking to a lot of players today uh, about hopping on. I have uh, Cade Stover that I messaged and he, he's interested um, Cam Martinez says he'd be down. Jerron Cage said he'll be down. Evan Pryor's probably down. And then Jesse Murko, our uh, our punter. Um, or the Aussies. Um, he said that he would hop on with Noah Ruggles, and we'd all do one together. Um, Joe Royer said he'd get on. And then um, uh, who else? Tanner McAllister messaged me too. So. Um, yeah, I have a lot of people lined up that are interested in hopping on, dude. And I'd love to have you on here to talk to them with me. Yeah, get them on, man. They're uh, the all the guys that you just said are going to be big players, especially like people like we were just talking about tight ends. Joe Royer is going to be a big name coming up this season. I think yep. people are going to. I think people are going to really find out who Joe Royer is this year very quickly because he's going to be whether he likes it or not thrust into the middle of that offense. Yeah, man, I'm excited for Joe Royer because uh, tight end. We I want to I want to see a tight end at Ohio State that actually um, excels at tight end, right, and not just blocking. So I think Joe Royer could be a guy like that, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. I'm just excited, man. Like I said, I like to have you on here and talk to these guys with me, right? So you bring a different dimension of uh, personality and different type of questions to ask these guys. So I think it's always good to have you on here and talk to these guys. Let me give you another name and hit this guy up because I think this guy's going to be the next, uh, like, all-conference, all-American, Michael Hall Jr. at Three Tech. Yeah. I, might, I, may, I might have messaged him. I don't know if we've – let me see. Figure that boy out. Figure that boy out because you just, you just look at that. If you look at his tape, you turn his tape on, and then you watch that spring game, you watch his body type, there's no way that this kid is getting kept off the field this year. All right, who else would you say? you have any other pretty people that you would like to chat with that you would like to interview that I should hit up? I mean, outside of, like, starters? Anybody, bro. I mean, I mean, obviously, I'm probably not going to get guys like C.J. Stroud on here, but, like, even, like, I can maybe try to reach out to, like, uh, Travion Henderson. I mean, I know he follows me, so I, he might message me back. I don't know if he'd be down, but I might be able to get a guy like him on here. You know what I loved? You know what I love to hear from like a guy, like a culture guy, like Mitch Rossi or a Xavier Johnson. I mess. I messaged actually. I messaged uh, Mitch Rossi tonight. Um, uh, I haven't got back to him. He hasn't got back to me yet. But I feel like he's the perfect guy. Like I, like you said, and he actually is from Nashville, so he don't live. He's not too far from me. And I feel like Maybe he's a fun guy to talk to. Do a live podcast, my boy. 
Oh, with yeah, Mitch. For sure. <laughs> just kidding. Dude, no, no. Oh, fuck no, dude. I, no, yeah. but, like, but, like, culture guys. Like, guys that, like, embody the Buckeye spirit. Guys like Mitch Rossi, Xavier Johnson. Guys like Zach Harrison. You know, like, bigger guys like that. But guys that are guys that are in the program that, you know, they bought in. And they, they want to talk about it. Oh, for sure. And, uh, um... Um, Jack Sawyer, he, I've messaged him a few times. He's down to hop out and we just have a good, find a good time to do it. Um, I always, I always want to try to get guys on here, right? Guys before they be, become super big. Right. So I can be like in the future that I actually got the, got the chance to hop on and talk to these guys before they made, made it big in the league and are all forgotten about who I am and shit. So I'd be like, yeah, I talked to him and did a podcast with him. And that's why you've been doing so good, bro. You always do a good job of identifying like young players and you keep everybody involved. You're not, you're not just like head hunting for the big guys. You're always talking to other players and stuff. And that's what's made you so successful, bro. Oh yeah, man. Like you said, Xavier Johnson is going to be a good one too. He had a really good spring game. So I'd say um, he's somebody that's interesting to get on there too. I have dude, I, I, if any, any, any Buckeye fan or any Buckeye player, uh, regardless of what your stature is, right? I'd, I'd love to have any of those guys hop on here and talk to me. I'd like to um, just talk about their story, right? Their upbringing in football and like what got them to, at Ohio State. So that's what I like to talk about, man. I like to know who these guys are and get to know them a little bit. Yeah, that's true. You have a big following, dude. You probably have more followers than some of the players. And the more they can get their name out, the more they have the opportunity to make money on NIL. They got, dude, you can do a lot of like good things for these guys. And, you know, we're, Buckeye Nation is a very, very big, big thing, and you're, what you're doing is amazing, not just for like Buckeye Nation, but for the players as well. You're giving them a platform, and you're doing great. Hey, that's what I say, man. Somebody else messaged me the other day and said, like, I'm doing, like, like, I'm doing big things because now with the podcast, people could listen to it on like Spotify and Apple Music, right? So um, it makes it easier for them just to do it off of this platform because we could all chat together and stuff. So anytime you see somebody that says like plus one listening, that means they're listening. They just don't have it, have the app downloaded. But um, I just feel like with the amount of followers I have, it would be a lot better, a lot cooler in my opinion, if just a few more of those people would like support what I'm doing, because I feel like if they knew what I was about and knew what I was doing, a lot more would take interest in it. Right. I think that. Yep taking the time to download this app is something that a lot of people don't want to do, but I feel like they're missing out in my opinion. So, and you're doing a good job, man. You went back like through the episode, you listened to it, you grabbed out like a good clip and you reposted it. And that's what you got to do. You know, you got to like get out the little snippets that you like, and then that can generate interest. People want to call in, dude. People want to talk about the stuff. Yeah, man. And then when I get a player on here, like, that's what I'm saying. The thing is, if they don't want to take the time to get out of here and do it, man, like they're missing out on like a lot of cool opportunities to actually talk to players that they probably would never get a chance to talk to any other time. So I think that um, if people just knew about it a little bit more and would support a little bit more, I think that it could be a much bigger thing, in my opinion, man. It really, you're doing great, bro. You you know what to do, man. I ain't going to tell you anything. You know what to do. No, man, I try, man. I, I like doing this. It's a fun thing to do, and uh, it just gives me, like, an opportunity to get to know a lot of players, right? I think that it's a cool thing. Even when I go to work, I like to uh, – I don't want to say I brag about it. I just talk about it. I bring it up to some people and be like, yeah, I do, like, podcasts with, like, former or current Ohio State players and shit. And a lot of people are like, oh, really? Man, that's super cool. I don't know if they believe me half the time, but I don't really care if they believe me. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but you know, there's there's a lot of things you can do with this. And as much as I can help out, I'll always help out and I'll come on. And if you want to like talk X's and O's, that's probably more what I'm suited to. But yeah, man, we can, we can do this every time you want. No, dude, for sure. I always like your input. Like I said, you always bring a different aspect to uh, um, the podcast because a lot of people, um, including myself, like couldn't talk about the stuff that you talk about. Right. So I think that it's interesting to hear about the stuff you say, because like I said, you bring stuff up that I wouldn't even be able to talk about. So um, you bring a different type of uh, attitude to the uh, shows, dude, for sure. I appreciate you, bro. No, dude, I appreciate it, man. I'm probably going to get off here soon. I, uh, I'm surprised I lasted an hour and 20 minutes and I didn't think I was going to last 30 minutes tonight, but it's kind of fun just to, to just go with the flow and start talking about shit, man. Yeah, chop it up, man. It's off season, bro. What do we have to talk about? Yeah, man. I mean, we got a while before uh, football starts, and then we even like, what do we got Buckeye wise right now? Do we have anything baseball? Maybe I think we beat the team up north today in baseball. Um, but you can miss, you can miss me with that baseball stuff, man. It's 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 uh it's football and football and football, and that's all we got. There's no hey, dude, off season. There's I can't, no off season of football. I can't watch college baseball, but I I can watch some MLB. Right, if the Guardians are playing or something, I'll turn it on. Um, I know, like, I don't know if you've seen the stuff about, like, the Yankees fans and shit, like, throwing shit at the players, but... I saw that, yeah. I saw that. I don't, I don't mind crazy. baseball. I, I've been placing some some money bets on uh, baseball games, and, dude, I don't know if you place bets ever, but betting's fucking hard, dude. It's ridiculous. You know what? I've uh, been watching a lot of NBA basketball, and I've been watching a lot of UFC. I, I mean, I love the UFC, but... Oh, dude, some... I'm a huge UFC fan. All right, well, you know what? Maybe we'll start another page and we'll talk about MMA. Dude, hey man, look, I, I can do it, bro. Like I'm a big UFC guy. I, I don't miss any of the big events even yesterday. Yeah. Um, I was watching yeah. dude, even even Saturday. Uh yeah, yesterday. Just got um, Andrage. Yeah, I mean I, I, I like Andrage, but I feel like like uh I feel like she's fought in like every different weight class in the women's yeah. game. I feel like this the the comparison between who she was fighting, I think she was like gonna I don't know about she was probably favored to win that fight, but she was, but that girl had some power, and she got the first ever standing triangle in the UFC history. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think I think it's two weeks from now, like the weekend after uh, the first, right? The, the weekend, like Saturday after yeah, the first, Justin, we got the big event with Justin uh, Gaethje. Yeah, Gaethje, um, and then we got the. I like. I'm ready for the Coleman event, right? Because I think that um, and Rose number units, Thug Rose, dude. I, I love Thug Rose, but that's I think my that's, girl, bro. I love Thug Rose. Tony Ferguson hasn't been getting a many many fair shakes, right? I think he's been getting matched up with a bunch of fucking wrestlers, right? And Tony Ferguson is not a wrestler, so no, he's um, not. He's a brawler. Now he's got now he's got somebody he can stand and bang with, right? So who's gonna bang it out <laughs> and win that fight, right? So I'm excited for the Chandler um, fight with uh, him. So I'm really excited about that event. Sounds like we're starting the MMA page, buddy. Hey, dude, look, hey, we can start a new episode, a new show, right from this platform. <laughs> Um, I could probably reach out to freaking um, MMA guys and get them on here. Um, I'm sure I can. But even like, do you like watching boxing at all? Did you watch the Tyson Fury fight yesterday? I I watched the highlights of it, and oh my that God. guy, that guy is unbelievable, bro. He's unbelievable. Yeah, I was watching that at work, right? My manager. We were standing there. There was no customers in the store. We're watching it. She don't watch fucking boxing or sports to be, begin with. I'm like, yeah, just watch it. Just watch it. Fucking sixth round, that uppercut. I'm like, oh my god. That's a that's that is the Gypsy King. He is un, he is literally one of the most interesting mixed martial artists I've ever seen in my life. 
Well, they had – you've seen Francis Ngannou got in the state re- arena, right? He was on the – Yeah. Yeah, he was like, yeah, we're going to be – I'm like, dude, I doubt this ever happens. It'd be interesting. Well, but, I mean, uh, let's be honest, Tyson. You're never going to fight Francis in the octagon. You're never going to do that. Well, I'm hearing uh, – well, I mean, it'd be interesting, but even like John Jones, Stipe, um, I don't know if Stipe hasn't got a much much of a fair shake, right? He lost you could put – I'm telling you this right now. You could put Kamara Usman – against Tyson Fury in an octagon, and he would maul him to death. Oh, for sure. Usman's good, bro. Him to death. I don't, I don't know. I'm ready to see Usman lose, but he's a good fighter. I don't think he's going to lose to any of these guys. And I think that uh, Not yet. The, guy, the guy that's going to give him a run for his money, man, it's going to be Chimayat, man, I swear. You know what? I watched that fight. You watched that fight with Gilbert Burns. That was a big fight. That was probably the best fight I've seen the last two years. Oh, yeah. For sure, and I watched it. That guy, he got hurt the first time in his life, and he weathered the storm, and he won that fight. And that's a champion. Yeah, people think he, that Burns got robbed. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Burns is lucky he didn't lose that fight in that second round because uh, um, Shumai couldn't land a fucking punch after he dropped him. But, um, yeah, let's not get too deep into this MMA talk. Let's save it for the show, bro. Bro, I appreciate, I appreciate having you on, brother. No, dude, anytime, bro. I appreciate you always hopping in here, all right? All right, my man. All right, man. Have a good night, bro. All right, Isaiah. Save the best for last. Thanks for sticking around and listening, bro. What's going on? No, not much. I've just been listening, talking to wide receivers. Oh, yeah, man. We're just doing the thing, the weekly thing, just talking about some Buckeye shit. And I guess we uh, we, we ventured on to other, other talks. But, yeah, man, how's your night going? Oh, yeah, my night's been good. I haven't really been doing much, though. I'm just kind of sitting here. Have you liked the show? Like, have you been uh, interested in what you've been hearing and shit? Yeah. It's been interesting to see how you guys feel about the receivers in the draft. How do you feel about the receivers in the draft? I think it's going to end up being one of the better receiver draft classes ever. Oh, yeah, dude. 100% it's going to be one of the best receiver draft classes. I mean, outside of even the top four guys, the the class is one. It's like crazy loaded with talent, so... I'm excited to see how this folds out and see where, like, even, like, my, my Browns, who they end up with. So, yeah, you're right, dude, for sure. Yeah, I think the Browns will probably take either a defensive tackle or probably Jahan Dotson or something. There's no telling what they do, though. We will see. But did you want to add anything, like any questions or anything, man, before I hop off here? Yeah, I'll do it real quick. I would say Garrett Wilson, you guys said, I, I think you guys said Diggs and somebody else. Yep. But what I've always thought with Wilson was he looks exactly like Odell in the way he plays. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. And earlier you said Chris Olave was 6'1". Yeah, 6'1". I'm pretty sure he's 6'3". I mean, I don't know. Depending on where you look, because I was looking at ESPN and they have him listed at 6'1". So... Yeah, I I'm, I really like Olave, but I think Jamison Williams will end up going ahead of him. But that's it. That sucks, man. Jamison Williams is speed, and that's that's where the NFL is going with receivers, though. Guys like him. You're right, man. Yeah, but that that's about it. I don't really have much. I listen to everything, though. You guys basically spoke on everything, like Rucker yeah, asked. Yeah, just our offensive linemen. Well, shit, dude, I, I appreciate you hopping on and actually listening and staying through the whole thing. You stayed on for the last hour and listened. 
Yeah, I missed like about 10 minutes at the beginning. That's about it. Nah, dude, it's all good. Yeah, well, hey, appreciate you talking yeah, to me real quick before you got off. No, I know. Yeah, I would make sure that you got your chance on here, bro. I didn't want to skip you just because. But, yeah, man, thanks for hopping on and always showing support, bro. Yeah, appreciate right, what man. you do. Have a good night, bro. You too. All right, let's end it with the best ending possible. Let's see. Oh, come, let's sing, oh, highest praise and songs through armor while our hearts rebounding thrill and joy which death alone can still summer's heat oh winter's cold the seasons pass the years will roll time and change will surely show how firm thy friendship oh hi yo go bucks <laughs>